movies in 4K. Welcome, everybody, all over the world to episode 41. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we have another bonus coming your way today. As we promised, because we keep our promises. That's it. Now, if you have a request, a suggestion, or a recommendation, we highly recommend you go to BillShetty.com and leave it on the guest book because every one of those we cover on its own specific bonus episode. Yeah, that way we can review a lot of movies that you want us to review, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. So this is a dedication to Sean Taylor from Indianapolis. And he left a message for us after the Captain Marvel superhero movie and suggested us to watch the original Batman from 1989 because he had showed his friends and his friends were impressed with the quality. So Phantom was super excited. She is a superhero fan. And your trusty old Bill Shetty is not, but I don't care what movie it is. We cover it, and I'm honored to do so for all of our listeners. Wow, Lady Phantom, going back to 1989, the year I graduated high school. This is listed in two genres, action and adventure. And boy, oh boy, do I want to add some genres this episode. (laughs) Oh, my. First and foremost, definitely crime. Yes. I mean, he's a crime fighter. I don't know how it could be missed on IMDb. And here we go, debating, I can tell but this is fantasy. I don't think it is. I just want to make mention that on Letterboxd, the two sources we use, it is listed as fantasy. Really? And I'm going to make my case so we can add it. This is a fictitious city. There's fictitious people in this. Fictitious air contraption mobiles. It's a land that is not real. It's a made-up city. How is this not fantasy fantasy? Because, I mean, yes, it is a made-up fantasy, but it's not like it's made up in a different world or, like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings style or anything. I mean, Who it is a fictitious Lord of the city. Rings style? I mean, it is a fictitious city, but it's real enough. Isn't comic books particularly fantasy? Uh, one could say so, but, I mean, out of all the... well. We will probably do fantasy in a lot of comic book things. But like Batman, I think it's one of the less. This one. Oh. Now, I don't know about the other ones, but this particular one, man, I feel so much fantasy in this movie. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Wow. I got her. So we got action, adventure, crime, and fantasy yeah it's just that i'm thinking tim burton and what he does is normally spiked with a generous dose of fantasy so i think i have to agree with you all right thank you there miss phantom let's get the director out you just said his name tim burton who is the sweeney todd guy alice in wonderland right yes uh also Edward Scissorhands and uh, Sleepy Hollow All and fantasy Big Fish. Movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a, a repertoire of stars here. Why don't you name the uh, top eight or so? <laughs> Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, Pat Hingle, Billy D. Williams, Michael Gow, Jack Palance, Jerry Hall. And other people. And the one she stopped at is Tracy Water. And I love this guy. I really got perked up seeing him in this because he's an old time actor in a lot of movies that I grew up on. Really? And he plays Bob, (laughs) the sidekick to the Joker. I remember him from The Mask. He was also a sidekick to the bad guy. And I'll say 
it blew me away how much he was in this because he's like a fourth or fifth mm-hmm. supporting actor in movies and he would be in this too but he gets a lot of screen time yeah yeah he does so that perked me up before we get to the synopsis i just have to say this if you don't know out there i am not a fan of superhero movies so at all i have no sentimental value to these movies whatsoever in this genre i had never seen this movie ever of course i seen clips on tv or when they're interviewing michael keaton or jack nicholson you know they came out and talked about it so i've seen images of their uniforms and stuff and i seen the batmobile that's portrayed in this movie before not while watching this movie on all these movies we cover i've never seen it should be interesting for listeners out there and i'm it's interesting to me because i am willing to go back to these roots these pop culture movies i've really enjoyed it so far on movies in 4k and even though i don't like a lot of these movies it brings back memories to the time and references that were made over other movies that i never understood Mm -hmm. so i get a clearer picture so when you have your own recommendations out there don't hesitate if you think one of us isn't gonna like it we want to cover it yes no doubt if we haven't seen it absolutely and god how many 50 year olds which i am haven't seen the original batman i don't know there probably isn't too many (laughs) but anyway this was a blockbuster style movie in the year it came out so let's start with that small synopsis on imdb the dark knight of gotham city begins his war on crime with his first major enemy being Jack Napier, a criminal who becomes the clownishly homicidal Joker. Before we start to walk this through, Lady Phantom, I'm shocked right up front. This movie, to me, feels like a Joker origin story more than a Batman origin story. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. totally bizarre. Now, I did see the very first superhero movie that ever came out at theaters, in theaters, Superman. Mm-hmm. 70 something eight somewhere around there. yeah 77 eight something my like that. dad took me to see it i remember seeing it in the theater and many years went by since this one because there was actually superman two and three before this and correct? four oh four two <laughs> yeah so, the infamous three on four and i'll say right up front i mean i have the sentimental value with superman because i was so young seeing it but actually on tv I watched when I was four and five Batman and Robin and Superman and stuff like that and maybe Wonder Woman and some of these other ones, but they were never my thing Mm -hmm. and I was never big in the cartoons either. So, you know, I don't have that value that a lot of people do my age or a little bit younger, 40 to 50 years old that really grew up on this stuff. I just wasn't into it. I would never read one comic book in my life. Never was into the Sunday paper, the cartoon segments where a lot of kids were. I remember growing up and all kids talking about this all the time, like these superhero ones and peanuts and all these cartoon things I was just never into. I actually watched more like Bob Ross at that age happy trees yeah it was and not that i'm an artist by no mean it was just more fascinating to me i've never got into this fantasy aspect and you know that's probably going to curtail some of my ratings so don't be offended i want to just make that clear if this is one of your favorite movies or anything and you can bash me all you want. I don't get offended either. <laughs> you can tell me I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. But when I haven't seen these movies that are so old, I am watching them as a movie. So I'm watching all the acting, the technicals, the CGI, the effects, and the overarching story, which is so important to me. So this film starts with a husband and wife walking out of some theater or something with their kid 
and they're trying to get a cab. Well, <laughs> it looked like New York City, but it's a fictitious city, Gotham City. And they can't get a cab, so they have to walk through alleys. Well, they get mugged, and out jumps Batman to save the day. Yeah. That's where it opens. Then we jump into this underground criminal element mob-style faction of the city, would you say, Phantom? Mm-hmm. Which is head by Jack Palance, who I grew up on, and I really like seeing him. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, yeah. Some of the old, believe it or not, westerns that I was made to watch with my dad. But he was a big star in the 70s and beyond. So I've seen this guy in many things, and he's a creepy guy. Yeah, to him, to me, he was always the Ripley Believe It or Not oh, guy. Yeah. And I loved him in that always. And funnily enough, Jumping up into the 80s, he was in a comedy, City Slickers, which I thought was hysterically funny. I never saw that. John Lovitz and uh, Billy Crystal and Jack Palance. Okay. But I've seen this guy, so I was happy with Tracy Walter and Jack Palance seeing them because I had no idea. I knew Michael Keaton was in it and Jack Nicholson. That was it, just from pop culture references. So you learn about this, Palance is over this mob, and he sends out Napier, who becomes the Joker, to do one of these robberies while he is setting him up. Well, Batman, because he's got technology and all this, finds out about this, and they go into this in here, and we're not getting deep into that. But he shows up, has a little fight with the Joker and all his people there, and they have a battle, and this I'm unclear of, Lady Phantom, and you're going to set me straight, I think. Mm -hmm. At the part where he falls, right before that, the Joker shoots at Batman, and it ricochets off of something? Yeah, the bullet ricochets, I don't know in, if on the Batman himself or on something else that was around, but it goes to his face and yeah. Right, so he tumbles over this guardrail and Batman is holding on to him. Yes. And he lets him go to kill him. No, 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 no. He, he can't hold on to him and he falls. Oh, you get that impression? Yeah, he. I mean, the one rule batman has is he doesn't kill so he would never have dropped him on purpose and you can tell that he is wait a minute here well okay fine forget about that the point is that you can tell that he's trying to hold on but at some point it's just too much and he falls okay well there's two problems right away i got for one it was done so poorly i didn't comprehend how the ricochet happened and he got scarred on the face because it was poorly shot Mm -hmm. and filmed and shakily and wavery and now you're saying you felt that now i think this goes to your vast knowledge of this batman character me not knowing anything about batman the face he made there at first it seemed like to me he was trying to hold on And the facial expression that he made when he actually let him go did not signify to me that he couldn't hold on. Well, he was not going to be sad. I mean, he just couldn't hold on to him. But, oh, he fell. Oh, well. Okay. And you don't want to get into this whole backstory because this is the original Batman movie. There was nothing movie-wise ever done a Batman, correct? There was the Batman and Robin TV show in the, Mm -hmm. what, 60s somewhere around yeah, there yeah okay you weren't a comic book reader were you i have read a few i don't I don't think i've read any batman stuff but after the movie came out and every i mean i've learned i've come to learn more things about it and i am not sure that this origin story that they paint here is the real one i actually i don't think it is i think like there's a thing here and there, but not really. And even the the origin story of the Joker has never been uh, like spelled out in comic books that I know. I might be wrong. 
Okay, so let's jump up a little further. He does survive this fall, but he gets dropped into acid. (laughs) And his face is marred, which you don't ever see in the movie after this, because the Joker goes even more insane if he could and dons the clown makeup that you come to know. Well, actually, if you pay attention in the movie, the makeup is actually the flesh color. The supposedly this vat of chemicals that made him what he is is what left him white and and with the red mouth and everything. It's like that's his actual face and the makeup is like the the flesh color that he uses. It's kind of weird. Wait a minute. I don't understand a word you just said. He takes off the clown makeup in two specific scenes and he looks normal except for his smiling mouth but it's not that he takes off the makeup if you notice in one of the scenes where he has this flesh color thing or that the flesh colored face he starts to clean it and you see white under it okay so you're saying the white makeup is his face and the and the flesh color is the makeup that he puts on to look normal normal-ish okay all right that i didn't get okay all right so from here on out miss phantom the joker's doing chaos across the city Mm -hmm. he takes over he kills one of the mob leaders i almost said a spoiler (laughs) but (laughs) he is running this empire now his people take over all the underworld boss corrupt politicians and money people and everybody that's behind all the crooked stuff in this city Uh, yeah now there's a huge side story which shocked me remember people i had no idea about batman is we get scenes just like superman there is a newspaper involved in this with somebody that reminds me of lois lane well yeah but who was the kid in superman oh no 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 there's another guy that everybody the cops and everybody he's always on their back to get the story and this new woman comes into town because of the batman to get a story on uh him and she starts working with this guy at this paper but I'm just saying, not knowing anything, it was so bizarre to me to see it so closely related to Superman. But no, I mean, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. It was Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy Ol- Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. He was the photographer, uh-huh. and he was just a nice kid existing around there, giving no trouble. This is a journalist I'm not saying here. They're exactly the same. I'm just saying this whole vibe of a good thirty minutes in this movie is in the newspaper. Well, yeah, that is true. But that guy, oh, and, he is the journalist, and he's super annoying. And the love interest is a reporter she's no she's a photographer oh same thing they work in the paper (laughs) and they're talking about the same thing and that woman doesn't figure out who is behind the mask oh my god i'm just saying the similarities were mind-blowing to me because i had no idea about batman where it came from Mm -hmm. so i'm just making that statement okay so she's working on finding out who it is you learn more about Michael Keaton, that he's got money, he's got an underground cave, blah, blah, Bruce blah, Wayne. blah, blah. Right. I said Michael Keaton. Uh-huh. Batman, Bruce Wayne. And I don't know what else there is to describe. I mean, it's just about him trying to stop the Joker and the Joker going off on everybody and trying and to take over the city. Something important in this storyline specifically, the Joker also falls for the, the photographer, Vicky Vale. Let's cut the story there. That's what it's about. Now let's go into some technicals here. I'm going to start with the lighthearted Tim (laughs) Burton-esque scenes in this movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was rolling my eyes out there. Oh, my God. There's this scene when the Joker sets up a meeting in this art gallery to meet Vicky Vale. 
and they come walking in with a boom box and there's this long extended eight minute scene of them dancing around and ruining all the artwork it's so goofy and over the top silly to me and it's so hard for me phantom because i wasn't a fan of these so i don't know what people felt back then i can assume since it came from a comic book there had to be some vibe of keeping this sort of campy feel of these movies could you say no it's not because it was based on a comic book it's because of the character of the joker he was the the prince of evil like he is supposed to be jokey and evil at the same time chaotic it, it it's not necessarily because of the background you know but it's the Joker but himself. But Phantom, there's way other scenes not even involving the Joker that have this. Like Batman's fighting somebody and somebody jumps at him and he falls through the wood. And there's a pause in the screen like you're supposed to laugh or something. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's well, so maybe. jokey to me. Maybe, but also I would put that on Tim Burton. That's his style. The lead detective in the beginning, how he talks. I mean, that was so far-fetched out of the realm, if you ask me. Like, why are you talking like this? <laughs> like, you're, like you, he's got to portray to the audience that he's a bad guy just by the way he's talking. Like, you knew he was a bad guy right when he came on screen. I hated this character. He's a bad detective. Mm-hmm. And I knew it just by because he was dropping his voice and he's talking like this and oh you go over there and oh my god I was loathing scenes like that in this movie. Now we all know current generation they've got way more serious than yes. back in the seventies and eighties and nineties. Yes, but this is my first time watch, so I'm watching it as a movie. Another thing. This movie is super dated, I would say. Oh, my God. It felt so much 80s and 70s to me. And I'm not really saying that's a bad thing, but we just reviewed Terminator 2, which came out in 91, right? So two years later in this, and that we had both said it could have been shot yesterday. It looks so good. This maintains a purely filmic style, which I'm fine with. I'm not criticizing that. Very dark tones. You can tell it's shot on film, all that type stuff. A bleak sort of outlook, but it felt super dated. Like it don't hold up. What do you say? This movie doesn't hold at all. Oh, you're I <laughs> actually, I am so, and I cannot say enough how disappointed I am because opposite to you I remember the date I went to see this <laughs> Wow! and it was because of something that I will say a little bit later and uh, I was so excited and oh my god I was so disappointed so disappointed like could it be because you was watching it with me and I was no. criticizing while we were no. Because I picked out so many negatives while we was watching it. No. No, because how many movies don't I see with you in which you are complaining all the time? And I'm like, he's nuts. No, it's not that. It's just like at the beginning, for example, the one of the very first shots, and you people who have actually seen this movie will, rem- will remember it. There's a scene at the beginning when the couple gets mugged and everything they make uh or they show a scene from the top and you are supposed to see just the silhouette a very small silhouette of batman (laughs) turning around oh my god it's like everything is filmic you know you see this look this grainy filming filmic look and you see like someone drew with a sharpie this (laughs) this <laughs> image of the Batman as a, as a cartoon turning around. And I actually, it was the first time in the movie, I actually said aloud, oh my God, it's so bad. And just because I'm remembering when you said it, this movie ends, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but 
as you know, Batman, they got this big fog light that shoots up into the sky to show the Batman symbol. Oh, the bat signal. Oh, my oh, God. God. Come on, man, Tim Burton. $35 million, and you're telling me you could not actually film that? Like, it's got to be so poorly done. And there's a lot of poor, in my opinion, effects <laughs> in this movie. There are. And you know what? That I mean... This movie does hold a place in my heart because I remember when I saw it and I loved it when I saw it. I was, what, 15 years old. And I loved this movie. I also watched the Batman series, which I despised, by the way, because I hated, I mean, not when I was very little. Actually, I used to like it when I was very little. But later on, I really didn't like that style, like the comedic style. I I just didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, and that was the funny part, right? But it, it really wasn't my style. And this was a tiny bit more serious, but just a tiny bit. And rewatching it today, and I've seen this movie many times, but rewatching this today, I was like, oh my God, this doesn't hold up at all. And you know what? I think after rewatching it, Jack Nicholson was okay he was not good and i am sorry if i'm hurting feelings over there but heath ledger is the best joker that has ever graced the screen followed by joaquin phoenix and then this guy in a very very last third place i'm not even going to bother with jared leto because whatever but he was i mean i know that he was supposed to be like psychotic and everything, but it, at some point he just plainly overacts, and I don't care about what oh, anybody says. I felt that, and I think they he was commanded to Phantom. Like I'm blaming the directors and stuff. Now, who I'm not blaming the director on is Kim Basinger because this girl's just not a good actress. Let I me did tell not you, believe the love story. I did not believe her shock. Her awe, her amazement, her scared, her timidness in any scene. There's only one movie with Kim Basinger that I have ever seen that I have said that was good acting and that was LA Confidential. Here, ever since the very first moment I saw this movie, I was super annoyed at her, especially her screaming. It gets so tired so quick. Was not even medium acting. To oh no, me, it Phantom. was. T- she was terrible. That's uh, and that she's in it a lot. Jack Nicholson's definitely in this more than Michael Keaton. She might be second over Michael Keaton in this movie. Michael Keaton, I really like Michael Keaton. So this wasn't a Susan Sarandon thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. with someone I couldn't stand. Yeah. Every movie I can remember Michael Keaton in, I have at least liked and really enjoyed and the characters he portrayed. You know, I don't love Beetlejuice, but he was amazing in that. And even these rom-coms, Multiplicity and things like, I've enjoyed him in all of them. The Founder, the McDonald's True. Oh, excellent amazing. So I can deal with Michael Keaton anytime, but he was just like there. And you know what? Many people say that he was or he has been the best Bruce Wayne in the in all the Batman movies. I have seen pretty much all of them and I couldn't disagree more. I think Christian Bale is head and shoulders above him. And it was not that he was bad in this. It's just that you just said it. He's just there. Yes. It's like. Like he shows hardly he's just any a bumbling, emotion. He's just a bumbling man, and Alfred is there to babysit him. Basically, I mean that's it. And even Al, I mean I love Alfred, and this Alfred I loved in all the movies. He was the only always good thing in all these four Batman movies, and he was adorable. And he is pretty much the only one that I can say I like this guy in this movie. And I have to say this might offend Batman lovers. But this suit that he dons, you know, it looks like a muscle suit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got armor in there so he don't get shot, obviously. Yeah. Remember, the original Batman and Robin, they were in tights. Uh So you've seen their muscles. Yes. Or lack thereof. Lack thereof, more like. Why Michael Keaton was cast 
to not fill out this suit <laughs> is beyond <laughs> me. Because Michael Keaton, as you know, is probably 5'9", 150 pounds, not muscular in the least. So it was oxymoronic to me yeah, seeing and- that suit because it's so bulked up like he's ripped. In that. Yeah, <laughs> and I do remember that. You know, I remember... When when the bat suit came out and everything, everybody was in awe and like nobody could believe that it was not just tights, but it, it was an actual kind of armor thing and all black for the first time, as opposed to you know gray or something like that. And but it always also made me laugh that whenever I have a, I don't know a, some kind of pain in my neck or something and I have to turn, I feel like Batman because this man couldn't move in this suit at all. <laughs> if he had to look up. He had to bend from the from the waist, you know, and 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 it, it, yeah. I mean, this was looking back, it was a terrible suit, a ter- Like later on, they made better suits for him and for other Batman's, obviously, but this one was <laughs> really bad. And uh, yeah, I I don't think Michael. Well, Michael Keaton was okay, but. I don't know. This movie just doesn't hold. Yes, and I'm ready to review it. This no, is a, wait, no. You got something out? So yes. We're running pretty long. Remember, our bonuses are only okay. around 45 minutes. I know you mentioned Jack Palance and, and how you lo- I love him, too. And I, I didn't like him. In the, in the, I think the, he was overacting, too. The five too. seconds that he was on screen, I know he was supposed to do that because he was directed to do that, right. but it was terrible direction. And I agree that with Jack Nicholson, too, who I didn't hate in this movie. I mean, he overacted crazily. Sometimes was better than others when he was a little more serious. But he has so many puns and rhymes and riddles and things that I I just didn't like that. It's comic booky, and I'm not a comic book person, and I want to watch a real live-action movie, and it just had too much of that intermingled in it for me. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, it was really sad for me to see that. And also, now in this, like, re-watching it, it is very painful that you can pretty much tell everywhere there is CGI and all the miniatures, and it's not always good. Oh, I agree. Actually, many times it's pretty bad. I agree. All the effects I said are terrible. I'm ready. I'm giving this movie... People are going to be shocked out there, but you tell me why I'm wrong. I gave you all the gripes about this movie because there's just too many bad things. Acting wasn't up to par. Nothing really was to me. The sound I'm going to get into on the 4K because I have more to talk about that. So stay tuned to that, even if you don't have 4K yet to hear my sound talk. But I'm giving this movie a 2.5 it's definitely worse than Captain Marvel, and I rated that a 3.5. So I <laughs> I am comparing here superhero movies, and that had some bad effects in it, not near like this. And I'm taking into account the year it came out, the overarching story that it was an origin story of Joker. I was expecting Batman, I think the character Batman deserved it way more than the Joker. I don't care that he's his arch nemesis throughout history. And acting wasn't good all the way around. And effects and camera work. And oh my God, so many faults in this. This is a total avoid to me. What do you got, Phantom? Well, I can tell you guys that now, I mean, I've heard throughout the years that many people think that Batman Returns is much better than than this movie and for the first time i wholeheartedly agree i of course i still have to watch that again i hope i won't be disappointed whenever that happens but it is definitely better this movie it it just doesn't hold up and it's so sad to me because i remember loving this movie i'm just going to give it a five i think it's wow yeah this might be your lowest ever superhero (laughs) it just might be and uh, I don't want to go lower than that because I don't think it's fair either. I mean, this movie, I have also, at the time, it was completely groundbreaking. I'm going to say... Groundbreaking it's, uh, for what, though? Because Because it it's was, a superhero movie? 
Well, it was the first time that that Batman was made into a movie, and uh, I remember the Batmobile was the the thing. Yes, I'll agree. And that the Batmobile was a is cool pretty cool. Call. That was a cool thing they added. Yeah, the the, the Batman. But the original was Batmobile cool. in the movie was cool too. So yeah, or yeah. a TV show. I mean, yeah, it was just that now, like you can it's more you modern. can see it, uh-huh, like getting R more and this and that, right? And I I think definitely you should see it if it's just the one time. And I said I would say why I remember the day I watched this movie. It was because that day I had been <laughs> stupidly playing with a bell that was on my mother's wall and I was pulling the little cord with the bell to make it sound and suddenly I looked up and the bell fell on my face and it made me bleed on my forehead I started to bleed and uh, and I was like disoriented for a second because I mean it it hit me on the forehead and then I showed my mom and she was like laughing her butt off until she saw the blood and I think then she laughed a little bit more, but whatever. So then that very afternoon, I go to see Batman with my sister and uh, we watched the movie and everything. I remember loving the music, that music I did love. And uh, <laughs> uh, here comes the scene on the cathedral top when Batman is fighting the bad guys and then he tricks this bad guy and then he hits him with a bell on the face. And, and then my forehead hurt twice as much because I had hit it that same day. And very quickly, going back to the music, I still like it, but not as much as before. So five and rental. All right, Sean. Our requester said he showed this to his friends and they were happy with it. So how is that 4K disc video quality, Lady Phantom? Now you've seen this at the theater, probably on VHS, definitely probably Blu-ray too. I'm sure you had it <laughs> for I your think DVD, kids. I don't think I had, I, I had it on, on Blu-ray, but on DVD. And my dear Sean... Why would your friends be happy with the quality of this 4K? It is terrible. Okay, I think she's going too far. I, I'm i not coming up high in this grade in comparison to what's out there. I was shocked. They tamped down the grain. Very little. And they did soften it too. They used DNR, which I like, but they didn't do anything with the popping effect. This movie is so muddled Absolutely. and maintains that filmic quality. Now, you filmic quality lovers, I think, would enjoy it more because it does feel ultra old. Like, it feels actually older than this movie is to me. It really does, Phantom. It feels 60s or 70s like. It, it just is so murky and bland and unlifelike. It's just that whatever they did to this movie, they managed to make the CGI and the bad things look sharper. Uh Uh-huh, yes. And the actual quality look worse. Yes, the faces and everything, it reminds you of watching something back in the 80s. Like, turn on your TV and that's what you got. There's nothing special with that. It's a very, very sad day for a 4K disc when you see a close-up and you cannot tell the individual hairs or lines in faces and all that. It's it's very sad. Well, you did see some on the Joker. You've seen some of the creases. Well, only because they were jumping at your face because they were so bad. Yes, and I got to say... With his face that he had, I don't know, something in his jaws or something. Yeah, the makeup they used. looks so bad. Like when they first reveals this and has this makeup, something like, oh my God, who did they hire to do the makeup in this? Because it looks so bad. I can tell you. But it's almost like, did they do this on purpose? Because it comes from a comic book, it's so cartoonish looking. I don't know. It has never looked this bad before. Okay. No, I I remember... With, on VHS and on DVD, I mean, it looked okay. It used to really look okay. But in this time, like watching it on 4K, you can tell that it's makeup. 
and that it's bad makeup. At the, actually, in one scene, you can see Jack Nicholson's actual lips uh-huh. under all yes. the makeup. Yes. And it is horrible. But, though, Phantom, there is some more detail. Like I said, I've never seen this. But they did tamp down the grain. It's a movie unlike Bram Stoker's where you cannot help but notice it in every scene. This, you have to be looking for it. And it was, I wouldn't say minimal, but it's, if you went one to 10, how much grain a movie has, if it has grain, this would be below five. You know, they tamped it down and they softened the picture to do it. But I would still say, Phantom, there's probably more detail in this than on a DVD. Yeah. Yeah, there is. But the thing is that it, it, uh, unfortunately, it highlights mostly the bad things. It's like (laughs) that little scene that I'm telling you with Batman silhouette at the beginning, that looked crystal clear, but nothing else did. It was so jarring because... It, it, it really was like someone had drawn with a Sharpie and the, and the, and the drawing w- were moving. It was horrible. Okay, let's move on to the audio because probably when this came out, I would assume it was in stereo, possibly just Dolby Surround. I'm happy with it. Like there was surround effects they included. Yeah. Very few overheads, even though this is Atmos. I mean, this is one that I wasn't shot in I didn't catch any it. at all. There was a couple the one when the rock was over their head it was very apparent but it's minimal most of the time on these atmos tracks it is minimal we have highlighted the demo worthy ones that really punch out that is all around you like kong like lucy oh yeah there was nothing like that actually but from where this came phantom this sounded good the track sounded good. I wasn't enthused with the Batman theme personally. I know you like it. But this adventure style, actiony music, there was many surrounds in this. Yeah, there were. Like at the beginning when the theme started, I was excited because I really wanted to to hear it, you know, around me. And I didn't get that. Just wasn't. Yeah, I good feel enough. you. There were some scenes where it was just in the front. It's like, okay, we don't have time to manipulate the audio to put surrounds in this scene or something. It yeah. felt like it was rushed to me because what Phantom said is true. A couple of the action scenes, it was all around you. Cars was going by you, bullets was zinging by you, and then another scene, it'll just totally be up front. Yeah. So it felt rushed. <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting much more than this. Okay, how about Dialogue Center? Oh, that was fine. All right, how about the special Uh, features? But, I mean, yes, it was fine, but I did detect, like, a few scenes here and there where, I mean, the dialogue was very clear, but it didn't sound like it was coming from where it was coming from. Right, when he was in the cave and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was like kind of when you watch a bad independent movie and the dialogue is all over the place, a little bit like that, like like twice only, but it did happen. And it's such a shame we're just coming off of Terminator 2 where everything was placed flawlessly and the look of it was flawless. Yes. And we're going to this, but... I'm here to say I think this is better than what you're going to get on any format. It's no demo worthy. It's not above average by any means. But if you grew up on this film and you want to see probably a little more detail, you're not going to see much more detail. But And the problem is the effects were so bad in this movie that they highlight on the 4K, and that is not a good thing on this movie. Yeah. So go on, special features. Commentary by director Tim Burton. On the set with Bob Kane. Legends of the Dark Knight. The History of Batman. Shadows of the Bat. The Cinematic Saga of the Dark Knight, Parts 1 to 3. Beyond Batman Documentary Gallery. Three Prince Music Videos. The Heroes and the Villains. Profile Gallery. Batman, the Complete Robin Storyboard Sequence. Theatrical Trailer. Wow, that is full of special features that are on the Blu-ray, not the 4K disc. But if you're a fan of that, you'd want to see all them, I would say. 
I suppose, but I, I'm not sure all of those are from this movie. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have to see them, but like, it doesn't sound like they are from this movie specifically. I just got to say, Phantom, to let you know, because she does the, this is definitely our longest bonus. We are supposed to be 45 or under. This is, <laughs> this is a long one. So hopefully you appreciate it out there that we're doing a longer than normal. Because I think we had to talk about Batman more and where I'm coming from. Because there's one more thing I got to say, and I'm sure Phantom's going to say something. Where the hell is Robin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already told you. He comes back. He comes in a subsequent movie. But do you think people that grew up on the TV show sat in the movie theater when this came out? And said, Where is Robin? Because he's a big part of Batman and Robin. I guess. I, I suppose. Yeah. But, well, this is not him. Not and yet. we only get a little taste of the backstory of Batman yeah. when he was a child. Like it's an afterthought, really, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's another thing, Phantom. What a predictable movie. I mean, you could be five years old and you know how this movie's going to end. I mean, it's just... You're just waning for it throughout this. And this is another longer movie over two hours. I know. Yeah, I, it felt way too long for some reason. Yes. All right, Phantom. This is the time people have been waiting for is whether this disc is worth the money or not. Because this is an expensive 4K disc. It is. By itself. Now, they just came out with a set that has them all in. That's a little cheaper, but if you want to buy this singly, it's 30 plus. By all, what do you mean? How many movies is that? I think the whole saga, but I'm not sure, Phantom. But but the, the saga, like this saga, not, I not the... I Phantom. Oh, okay. Well, I was very disappointed, unfortunately. And uh, I want to say something else. The only thing that I noticed is that some of the colors, especially like balloons and stuff like that, they do look very bright, oh, but they don't pop up. But that they don't was pop. such a dumb scene, too, when he came and took the balloons and how he acted. He took my balloons, he took my balloons. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, who and, is this written for, a toddler? And I never noticed that, like, before, the scene where they, did, they start to let the gas out the balloon. Oh, God. That CGI We're has never about. looked worse. And I hate the people that did this 4K presentation for not putting more love and attention into this movie. Because what they did is criminal. I am coming out with an F for this movie. <laughs> wow. And, of course, it's not worthy. I suppose even on DVD, it would look better. And I think this, uh, <laughs> this situation of watching this movie, because it just makes me appreciate the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy a hundred timefold more. All right. I think Phantom's really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's a little unfair with the F, but that is her opinion. She's seen it many a times on different formats for me this maintains the filmic old look it's super dated the movie like it it just doesn't even feel 80s to me it it's just like it was done on old film stock back it's not in the even 60s funny. or something like that there's no life in this image here At even all. the fire scenes which there's a couple they look fine. They don't pop or anything, but they look good. They definitely look better on 4K than they will on any other format. And it highlights all the flaws with the bad CGI in this movie. But I do appreciate DC or whoever's behind the studio behind this movie. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers for tamping down the grain. They didn't get rid of it. They did use a lot of DNR, which I like, but they went too heavy with it, I think. I think they needed to moderate that a little more because there was just no crispness in any scene in this movie. And it was just a dull, bleak picture. So I'm giving this a D plus. 
it's definitely unworthy to me and that's where i'm going to stand but if you're a batman fan and you have it on every other format i think you probably would like it because if you've seen it so many times i'm sure you've paused it and seen all the fake scenes and you like it for whatever reason the story or the acting or the sound you like the movie so why not get it for the best but only for collection's sake not because it looks better yes okay and to sean the one who uh suggested this film at present sir we've only covered aquaman captain marvel and now batman three superhero movies and the incredibles you could call right incredibles 2 yeah Uh, aquaman is way over and above all four of them without a doubt if you want to show your friends one of the ones we talked about so far now we're going to be reviewing a lot more superhero movies but as of right now please the next time your friends come over put in aquaman to them because their jaws will drop if they were happy with this please put in aquaman they will be blown away astounded and i will make this statement if they have the money the time you show them that movie they will go out and buy the 4k tv no doubt because comparing batman to a current really good release your jaw will be on the ground those people if they think uh, batman was done well so there you have it thank you once again sean taylor from indianapolis remember if you have a movie that you want us to cover on 4k just drop a line on that guest book all right lady phantom bonus down 41 oh my god almost an hour long bonus <laughs> wow we talked our heads off we usually don't on these. you talk your head off i've merely listened and did rant a little yes fun though it doesn't matter if we don't like the movie it it really doesn't to me and i don't want people to get offended and if you think i'm wrong you tell me why it was so good or why the effects you think are good or stick up for it we don't mind battling on the guest book yep so for lady phantom i am bill shetty we'll catch you on the next movies in 4k 